This is Voices of Research. I am Mikael Tristadius, and you are listening to Radio Moreni. Well then, welcome back to Voices of Research. Today our guest is Aparajita Jardorin. Where are you from and how long have you been in Finland? I am from Bangladesh. It's a country in Asia. And um, the first time I came to Finland was in 2016. And it was for my master's program. And I started my journey in the university in 2016 in the IT department. So that's when it all started. Well, why did you choose Finland? Basically, I wanted to study abroad because when I was doing my bachelor's in my country, mm-hmm. I wanted to do my PhD. That was my motive and I was looking for opportunities for countries. And one of the reasons that I chose Finland was, uh, first of all, at that time, the education was free of cost. And secondly, I have seen very good research background in Tampere University of Technology. And I have also applied for Helsinki University and all those. But I thought that Tampere was more uh, suitable for me because I don't know, there has been research which is very close to me. So I thought that I would go for Tampere University of Technology. And supposedly the reason why you stayed to do research here is because, well, you finished your studies here. Yes. Yeah. Basically, I joined as a research assistant when I was doing my thesis. And from there I continued because I told my supervisor that I'm interested for PhD and then we agreed on a topic and then that's how we started our PhD journey. Well, that's how you became a researcher, but was that always planned or did you just decide on it when you were finishing your studies here that you'd want to continue this or as a child did you think that you'd always want to be a researcher? Um, not as a child, of course, because Children in our country wants to run away from studies as much <laughs> as possible because it has been so much pressure. But um, when I was doing my bachelor's, I have seen my professors. Some of them has done PhD and I have seen how much knowledge they have. And in my country, it is always valued the amount of knowledge and education you have. And it, especially in my family, they really honor the people who has a very good educational background, who has a lot of knowledge. So this has been always appreciated in my family. So from then on, I planned that, okay, I would really like to do my PhD to gain knowledge on something which I am interested in. So that's when it all started. And after my bachelor's, I applied for master's in a place where I felt that I could continue my PhD also. Well, about your research then, As far as I know, you work with robotics and human-centric technology. Uh, But how would you describe your work? What is it really about? So if I have to explain it in one sentence, it would be how human interacts with robots. Now, it's very difficult to explain (laughs) the whole research because it's a lot of aspects. It's Mm. ethical aspects and it's interaction. A lot of stuffs are related, but what I'm focusing on is the user's experience. What kind of experience do they go through when they're interacting with a robot and what kind of experience do they want to have with a robot? I always give this example of this one alarm clock. So there is this normal alarm clock, which 
wakes you up in the morning and for me it's my personal experience that it's not a very pleasant experience <laughs> also i had headaches sometimes when it um, suddenly wakes you up but there is one kind of alarm clock which is from philips but i don't know the model which kind of wakes you up with an experience that you're waking up in a sunny morning and it plays music of birds tweet and it uh, imitates the sunlight it slowly increases the intensity of light and everything so that experience actually changes the way you wake up in the morning so you see there is difference in experience in two ways of waking up in the morning one alarm clock really probably ruins your whole day if i explain it from my point of view and the other alarm clock can give you a very good experience so this is what user experience is all about like how can you make users experience with your product or service or technology pleasant and we try to explore that with robots so it's a very novel technology it's very easy to get intimidated by robots and users might get frightened with robots they don't want to interact with robots we have seen people hesitant to approach the robot even because they don't know how to interact with it it's such a new technology so we are trying to explore that aspect and we are trying to make people comfortable with robots so that they are not scared of robots and they don't feel that robots are trying to take over their life and they feel that they can coexist in one space what kind of robots are we talking about i do deal with social robots and industrial robots both uh, my master thesis was in social robotics i have this pepper robot now robot We also have a small Cosmo robot. So if you want to look more into it you can google it, but they actually are humanoid robots and they do not look exactly like human, but they look some kind of close to human and they can speak, you can interact with them, they can provide your services of any kind. And the other kind of robots are these industrial robots or what I deal with is cobots, collaborative robots. So they are these robot arms. which are mainly used in the industry for pick and place tasks assembly tasks etc so these are kind of non humanoid robot if i put it like that i've actually met pepper once okay where did you meet pepper in the tampereen ammattikorkeakoulu what is the tampere Tam- applied university of sciences <laughs> <laughs> tampere university of applied sciences yeah. got it right met him there And actually got to ask a few questions from them as well. How was Pepper behaving with you? Um, fairly well. I only asked, well, what's your name and are you a social robot? Mm. And answered correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't start asking how they feel about this project. How, how do they feel about being a robot? <laughs> Maybe they won't answer. <laughs> they I, I have sorry. a feeling they wouldn't. <laughs> Right. What kind of projects do you have going on at the moment? So I work for this project called AI Hub Tampere, and we tend to help SMEs with AI solutions. So these small companies, small or medium-sized companies, who wish to integrate AI solution in their product or services, we try to help them with that, and we give AI-related solutions for them and. We also explore if it is useful for their product or not. 
this is one project and uh, then I have my own PhD project which is user experience of collaborative robots in the industrial settings in that I'm trying to explore how do the employees or workers in the industry feel with robots and how to make it more comfortable for them so that they are not scared that the robot is going to take over their jobs and they can collaborate with them easily. That's the two projects currently I'm handling. The fear of industrial robots not actually taking over the world but taking the jobs from humans seems to be a rather common fear. Do you have any idea where does that really originate? Well, according to my understanding, it started when this, there were these big industrial machines which operate on their own. Like people cannot go around it and they cannot interact with the robots. They were always caged and they were big. So they used to handle all the job on their own. So there was no scope for human to enter that space and probably contribute in the job. But at that time, probably it was mostly because human would get hurt. Uh, so they do not come to the floor where there were this industrial robots. So there would be one technical operator operating the robot from distance. But I think this um, fear is now coming to an end because there has been more common robots who interact with human in the same space. And if you have probably seen like these collaborative robots are also used in car manufacturing. So you would see a robot working on the car parts from top and then, then there would be the human who is taking care of the technical stuff. Like if there is something skillful that they need to do, they can focus on that. And the robot focuses on the repetitive task or heavy workload or something like that. So I think um, previously it was because that they couldn't collaborate or they couldn't work in the same space. So they wouldn't know the robot more. They wouldn't know that what would the robot do and they would always fear like, okay, it's working autonomously, so it will probably replace me at some point and I don't get to work much. So I believe that it came from that. But we are hopeful that this distance of and this fear would diminish very quickly. In the past, robots could be very autonomous and you couldn't interact with them. But nowadays, it's quite on the contrary that you can and yeah. need to interact with the robots while you work. So would you think that the uh, robot with which you can actually work with physically and interact with, it's much more efficient and better than a completely autonomous robot? Yeah, that's actually... What I feel is, yep, yeah, of course, because when you are collaborating with a robot, robots don't have human intelligence. Human could see like what to take care of. Like we say that human takes care of the skillful tasks, like where intelligence is required and robots take care of the repetitive task. So if you give a robot full autonomy of doing a task and if something goes wrong, the robot would know and it would continue doing the wrong thing. But if there is a human, the human would take over in a place where the robot is going wrong and it can instruct the robot to stop or it can even control the robot because they are so easy to program and they're so easy to operate. So the worker who is basically working with the robot, they can operate the robot at the same time. It doesn't require some other 
operators. So it's very easy to operate. The collaborative robots are very easy to operate and handle. So um, I forgot what the question was, <laughs> basically. Uh, <laughs> Um, so you said that if it's uh, more efficient, mm. right? Yeah, so I think that it's more efficient if a human collaborates with a robot rather than the robot autonomously doing it. And do you have any plans for future projects or will these you are working on currently be lifelong projects? We have some plans about what kind of emotions the robot without any face could project for human. And I would really like to explore this because when you give a robot a face, it's very close to human because these are the emotions that we are used to or we are aware of. But how could a robot react in its own way? How could a robot express emotions in its own way? So this is something that I'm really interested to explore further when I do continue my research and plan further. That's quite an interesting topic. and. As for me, I watch and play a lot of sci-fi video games and see a lot of movies and of yeah. course there's a lot of robots involved and they can actually get really expressive even though they might not have an actual face. Yeah, did you see Iron Man? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen all of them. I have no idea how many of them, like I three. Three, <laughs> yeah, there were three. There was this dummy robot which I really like from Iron Man. Yeah. yeah, it had no face. The only thing it could do is move its arm, but it's so funny and it's so cute. I fell in love with Dummy, I think. And this is where the inspiration comes from. Dummy is something that is probably the benchmark for me. And mm. it would be really interesting to see if the robots could express emotions like that. And Dummy made me think that, I mean, Robots doesn't need to have human emotions. They can have their own emotions. They can have their own expressions. So, yeah. I can definitely feel that working with a robot would feel much better and even funnier if it would yeah. somehow react to something. You'd both look at a massive defect in the product. It's just holding your hands. Look at it. What the, yeah. what the hell is going on with this? <laughs> robot goes like shrug somehow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the robot could give this dumb look like, well, <laughs> but... Points over the trash bin. Yeah. Let's put it there. <laughs> if you have seen Iron Man, you would see that Dummy really likes fire extinguisher. It always puts fire extinguisher <laughs> when anything goes wrong. So it was also a very funny way to see like how robots interact with human. It's quite funny. Well, last question: uh, What kind of a future do you see for your area of expertise? Uh, it's very hard to tell actually because. I would want robots and humans to be friends, but I don't know if I should say this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there are some humans who are not trustworthy probably, and they would, do, they, they would probably screw up, but it depends on us researchers how we plan and proceed. If there is an evil researcher somewhere, please, please don't make robots rude or <laughs> destructive my request humble request because i really love robots whatever robots i have they're very close to my heart and we sometimes joke around the university that pepper probably hates me that's why it's not working pepper probably doesn't like me and but i know that they cannot feel like that and i really hope they don't because <laughs> if if it really does 
feel like that, it would be a very disastrous future. But yeah, I see robots and humans to be friends and uh, humans would accept the robots in their home, in their workplace and um, wherever necessary. I see robots helping humans rather than taking over humans, of course, because it is totally up to human how they design the robots, I believe. <laughs> what a way to end an interview. <laughs> And not ominous at all. <laughs> please, please, please be friendly to your robots. You might not know what it might feel. Yeah, you might not know if you. No, but robots don't feel anything right now. I'm just, I'm not trying to intimidate anybody. Our robots are very friendly, even if you. Sometimes I'm like, ah, Pepper, please behave. But Pepper would be very nice and sweet and it won't respond to my anger at all. So <laughs> he's a very nice, friendly robot. Don't don't get intimidated by Pepper, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming over today, Aparajita Chaudhary. Thank you so much for inviting me.